At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Game one of the World Series in the books as the Braves steal home field advantage from the Astros, courtesy of a 6 2 victory in game one. They got off to a fast start thanks to a Jorge Soler leadoff home run. And that is the first ever. Home run in the first plate appearance of a World Series. Yeah, I I just said that. The first ever leadoff home run in the first plate appearance of the World Series. So Lair becomes the first DH to homer out of the leadoff spot in World Series history because... Well, the DH uh, wasn't always around, and also the DH usually doesn't bat leadoff for teams. Uh, he is the fifth player to hit a leadoff home run in Game 1 of the World Series, the first since 2017. Uh, the Braves, they didn't stop there. Austin Riley with the double in the first inning. They went up 2 nothing. They added a run in the third inning. They added two more runs. In the, uh, in the excuse me, in the second inning, they had two more runs in the third inning on an Adam Duval home run, and they took a five nothing lead before the Astros responded with one run. Freddie Freeman then hit a sack fly, scoring another run in the eighth. Uh, the Astros got one back in the eighth, but that was it. Six to two, your final score as the Braves take Game One from the Astros and steal 
home field advantage in this World Series. Charlie Morton got the start for Atlanta. He took a ground ball off the leg, stayed in the game, recorded a few more outs, and then had to leave the game, and it was determined that Morton has a fracture in his fibula, and he is out for the remainder of the World Series. He got x-rays after the game, and they determined the severity of the injury. So Charlie Morton did what he can do, two and a third innings. Uh, He did get three strikeouts, and he did get the outs after he fractured his fibula. But uh, anybody who's played sports knows that sometimes when you get hurt during the game, you don't exactly know how serious it is sometimes. The adrenaline's kicking, and you just keep playing. And that's what Morton did until uh, he threw a pitch and kind of stumbled off the mound. They took him out of the game, and they determined, obviously, the extent of that injury. But, hey, the Braves, congratulations. They win game one. They were my pick to win the World Series. Uh, Jock Peterson, my pick to win the most valuable player. He went one for four. Didn't do uh, much in this game. You know, it's it's funny. Soler was the other guy I was considering because he had very similar odds to Jock Peterson at plus 3,000. But you don't win the World Series MVP in just one game. You still have to win three more games in this series, and we'll see what happens. Uh, currently, the Braves are now a minus 155 favorite over the Astros in the World Series. Uh, and if you're looking at the series' correct score odds, The Braves to win in a sweep is plus 700. The Braves to win in uh, five is plus 400. In six is plus 600. And in seven is plus 550. Those are the odds right now for the Braves and the Astros. Game two will be tomorrow. And I don't know uh, if it's confirmed it's probably going to be Max Fried and Jose Urquidy as the starting pitchers in Game 2 of the World Series. Currently, right now, the Astros at minus 120. The Braves, even money, plus 100. The total is 8.5 for Game 2 of the World Series coming up on Wednesday from Houston. Uh, nothing in this game has changed my opinion about this series. I've been on the Braves from the get-go. Uh, our buddy Tim Murray, who hosts the Nightcap, is just three wins away from cashing his 16-1 to preseason future on the Braves to win the World Series. So uh, Tim very happy with this Game 1 outcome. Uh, but taking a look at the series, you know, moving forward from Game 1, I don't change my opinion. I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm more confident in the Braves. You know, their offense has continued to slug throughout this postseason. Uh, whether it's the home runs or just the timely hits, this team is hitting the ball in the playoffs. And the Astros, yes, they had their games when they scored uh, against the Red Sox, the back-to-back games scoring nine runs. They've also had games when, you know, they've went cold. Uh, They scored three runs one time against the Red Sox. Um, But overall, this was their lowest postseason production of their offense this this postseason. They scored six, nine, six, ten, five, five, 
three, nine, nine, five, and now two. So I would expect the Astros to bounce back and score more than two runs. Uh, the Braves, I think they'll continue to do what they're going to do. And that's why I think this is an over series. I think betting the over is the move throughout this postseason. It pushed the number of eight here in game one. The total has been bumped up to eight and a half for game two. I think that's a good number. Uh, and I think it's worth taking a look at the over for it. So uh, that's where we stand right now with the World Series. Uh, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves winning 6-2. to two, And now they take over as the favorite in the series at minus 155 compared to the Astros at plus 135. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Huge story in the NFL. It's one that we talked about yesterday with Devontae Adams being placed on the COVID list for the Green Bay Packers. And the odds for the Thursday night football game between the Packers and the Cardinals went up to six. Well, the odds have gone up even further now to six and a half because one of the players that I had mentioned that would fill in very nicely if, in fact, Devontae Adams could not play in this game was Alan Lazard. I said it was going to be the Alan Lazard show. Well, Alan Lazard has now been placed on the reserve COVID list. There is a possibility that if Marquez Valdez-Scantling does not come off the uh, injured uh, list and uh, injured reserve, and he does not get activated for this game, that the Packers will be without their top three wide receivers against the Cardinals, Adams, Lazard, and Valdez Scantling. So um, Lazard, he yesterday we talked about Devontae Adams, and because he wasn't forced to be put into the uh, extreme protocols that it was assumed that he was vaccinated and that as long as he has two negative tests 24 hours apart and he is asymptomatic, of course, that there's a possibility that he could play. However, the situation with Lazard is a little different. Uh, from all indications, according to reports, Lazard is not vaccinated. And so he has to quarantine for five days, meaning he will miss Thursday's game. And, well, that's absolutely going to hurt the Green Bay Packers. Randall Cobb is going to be the primary receiver, I guess. Um and I'm sure they're going to rely heavily on Aaron Jones and that rushing attack. Can I still take the Packers at plus six and a half in this spot? Possibly. Uh, I'd love for it to get to seven. And there's a possibility now that it could get to seven, seeing it at six and a half. And if it does get to seven, uh, maybe the Packers are are worth a look there. Um, but this is a... This is wild. You know, you want to see, you wish you could see this game 
with both teams at 100%. And I wonder, because just look at the Arizona Cardinals this year. They really haven't had a big test this season. In week one, they blow out the Titans. And that was, uh, you know, Kyler Murray had a ridiculous game. And Chandler Jones had the five sacks. Uh, the Vikings game, they win thanks to a missed field goal. They beat the Jaguars. The big test was against the Rams, and they looked great. They passed that test. It was a phenomenal game. They beat the 49ers in a game where Trey Lance started for, for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo, and Trey Lance got stuffed at the goal line. He scores a touchdown there. Who knows what happens with that game? They beat up on... Uh, the Browns, where they just completely abused Baker Mayfield, they injure him. There was no Nick Chubb. The Browns were missing their two starting tackles. So, yeah, obviously the Cardinals are going to win that game. And then they just beat up on the putrid Texans. So now they get to face the Packers team without Devontae Adams and without Alan Lazard and possibly Marcus Valdez-Scantling. It's just, it's just Aaron Rodgers with an arm tied behind his back, but... Maybe he gets the job done. Coming up next, we'll talk about the uh, day off in the NBA that we saw on Tuesday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to this segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and over. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. In the association on Tuesday evening, LeBron James took the night off. Uh, something that I think we can expect to see a lot this season. Frank Vogel, when asked about LeBron James's ankle injury, before the game said that the team is taking a, quote, marathon approach with him. Malik Monk started in his place, and the Lakers won in overtime against the Spurs, 125-121. The Lakers were a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Prior to the LeBron news, they went off as a two-point underdog, and then they win in overtime against the Spurs, LeBron didn't play because they're playing again on Wednesday night. This was the first of a back-to-back. LeBron will probably play on Wednesday night, so you're going to give him games like this off. That's just what we've come to expect. And uh, I loved betting the under of Lakers wins because I expect there to be nights like this. 
where LeBron would take games off. But what makes the Lakers a little bit different this year is that LeBron doesn't have to play for this team to be successful. And I know that sounds crazy, but perhaps letting the team run without him with Russell Westbrook leading the way and Anthony Davis, Russell and and AD playing the two-man game, that's a pretty formidable team. Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook scored or assisted on 91 of the Lakers' 125 points in this game. They each had over 30 points and 10 rebounds. They are the second Lakers duo to each have 30 and 10 in a game this season. LeBron and AD did that on October 19th. That's what you're going to get with no LeBron. You're going to get a 33-10-8 effort from Russell Westbrook. You know, let's look at Russell Westbrook's games so far this season. He scored eight points in their opener. He scored 15 points in their second game, 13 points in their third game, 33 points in the game here without LeBron James. In his uh, rebound numbers, he had 5, 11, 7, and 10, so they've kind of stayed the same. Assists, 4, 9, 13, 8. But the shot numbers, 13 shots, 15 shots, 15 shots, 27 shots. So without LeBron, Russell takes it upon himself. Now, I know they went into overtime as well, but Russell, uh, a much more important part of the offense as uh, he had 33 points, 10 boards, and 8 assists, 3 steals as well. So a good game from Russell Westbrook. Good win for the Lakers, uh, who will take on the Thunder on Wednesday night. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Knicks, uh, they, they were the pick that I... Loved the most, and uh, I probably should have just put more money on it than I did um, because I was very confident in the Knicks winning this game at home against the Sixers. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last night with Aaron Rinning. The Sixers had won 15 straight games against the New York Knicks. This is a different New York Knicks team this year, and that crowd was going to be electric, and they were. And the Knicks coming off a bad loss to the Orlando Magic bounce back in style with a 112-99 win over the Sixers. They cover the small two-point spread. And the Knicks this season, or so far through the first four games, have made 73 pointers. That ties the Bucks from last year with the most makes through the first four games of an NBA season in NBA history. Last season, the Knicks did not have any stretch of four games where they made as many three-pointers as they had in these four games to start the NBA season. So the Knicks are 3-1. and one. Uh, The Sixers fall to 2-2. Two and two, And the Knicks getting just incredible contributions from everybody, spreading the love. It's not just... Um, Evan Fournier or, or Julius Randle. I mean, look at this. They had four starters in double digits and then Derrick Rose in double digits off the bench. 
But Kemba Walker had 19. Fournier had 18. Julius Randle had 16. R.J. Barrett had 10. Derrick Rose had 13. They spread the wealth. And for the Sixers, I don't know when this Ben Simmons thing is going to get resolved. I don't know if it's going to get resolved. Is it going to hang over them for a, a while? It, it, it possibly could. Uh, this team is 2-2 two and two on the year. Um, they beat two very bad teams in the Pelicans and the Thunder, and they lost to two good teams in the Nets and the Knicks. So I still don't know who this 76ers team is early on here in the NBA season. Uh, the other game uh, that I was paying attention to, the Warriors, they improved to 4-0. They did not cover the spread because they were nine-point favorites. They won by eight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were losing at the half. The Warriors, in fact, they've been losing at the half in every game this season. They're 4-0, though. So 4-0 while trailing at the half in all four games. They joined the 1985-86 Clippers as the only teams in NBA history to open a season 4-0, despite trailing at the half in each of those four games. The Warriors with an off day before taking on the Grizzlies at home on uh, Thursday. Does that mean that we bet Grizzlies in the first half in that game? Uh, (laughs) Grizzlies first half money line? Maybe, if we keep riding this trend. But the Warriors, they jump out to a 4-0 and start despite being 0-4 in the first half. So taking a look at your NBA standings, the Bulls are 4-0, the only undefeated team in the Eastern Conference. The Warriors are 4-0, and the Jazz are 3-0 as the only undefeated teams in the Western Conference. Uh, both the you know Warriors... They have, uh, you know, th- their games have been fun to watch, to say the least, because they've been coming from behind in these games. But how many times can you play with fire, if you will, before you get burned? Uh, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later that the Warriors are going to be trailing at the half and then unable to come back in these games. Uh, this game against the Thunder, it was really all about. Um, you know, the second half was completely a, a dominant effort. The third quarter, they, they blew them out 33-17 in the third quarter. And then, you know, fourth quarter was relatively even. But um, they had a chance to cover this. At the end, they had a 10-point lead. And a couple of missed baskets. The Thunder making a basket. The Warriors dribbling out the clock. There's no foul situation. But this was almost a cover. And that's saying a lot, considering... They were down at the half to cover a nine-point spread, but they almost did it. Uh, taking a look at the board on Wednesday, you have a couple teams playing the second of a back-to-back. The Thunder and the Lakers are both playing on the second nights of a back-to-back. They are playing each other. So Lakers and the Thunder are playing here on the second night of a back-to-back. And no spread out on this game just yet. Probably waiting for LeBron James's status, seeing if he plays in this game. I would imagine Lakers on the road. It's 
got to be close to nine because the Warriors were just nine-point favorites in OKC. I think the Lakers would be somewhat similar. Let's talk to our very own Jonathan Von Tobel about the NBA and get his thoughts as we are about a week in to the season. JVT joins me next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vcin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now by our senior NBA analyst, host of The Edge here on VSIN. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, what did you make of the late LeBron less Lakers here on Tuesday night? You know, it, it kind of made sense, right? Like, I tweeted it out right before the game started that when you're looking at it from the Lakers' perspective, it kind of helps to maybe get Russ out there by himself. You know, there's a lot of reasons why, right? Like, one, you signed him for this very reason because the games that LeBron's going to miss, and he's going to miss some. He's getting older. You know, Russ Westbrook running this show should be somewhat beneficial for you. So, you know, you get out there. He almost has a triple-double. Looks relatively solid. The efficiency isn't really there for your offense overall. But you got the win, and he comes up pretty big for you in overtime. So I don't think you hate it, right? This is kind of what you expected. This offense is going to get better. They were pretty good in transition. Offensive rating in transition, 120. Half-court offensive efficiency still wasn't good. It was better, though. It was at 94.2. So, you know, I think you got to like it. They covered their first game. Russ Westbrook was a lot more comfortable without LeBron, you know, taking the ball out of his hands. So I think it's obviously a general positive for them to get a win like this. You know, they've been playing a lot of close games. I mean, even the lost to the Suns. They had like a furious comeback attempt in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Now they're playing the second night of a back-to-back on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Is this finally the time the Lakers cruise to an easy win? I, I don't know, man. Like you and I were talking about this off the air. I was sweating out that under today between them and the Warriors, and they get the Thunder come out and shoot 64% in the first quarter, and they're hitting every three imaginable. But I would say yes. Like, I think one of the biggest uh, mistakes I made was thinking that the Thunder were going to be like, not even good, because I still had them under on the win total for the win total contest, but just not like abhorrent. But they're going to be abhorrent. Like they're going to be awful. Their offense is not good. As long as they're having Darius Baisley out there just chucking up shots and hmm. having him eat into guys' shot totals, it's just looking really bad for them. So it does seem on the surface this would be the time for them to get a relatively comfortable win. Yeah, the uh, Thunder jumped out to a lead on the Warriors. It was shocking yep. in the first half, but the Warriors, this has been their M.O. through four games this season, JVT. They're 4-0, but they've been losing at the half in all four games. Is that cause for concern? I think it's cause for concern to a certain extent and because part of the reason why they're trailing at these halves is because, right, they're going to their benches. They're going to their bench in the second quarter. It's, it's what you do. You know, you get a majority of, your starting unit in that first half. And while they still have a positive net rating, Scott, at plus 2.8 without Steph Curry on the floor, 
it's because their defense is incredible. Their defensive rating without Steph Curry coming into tonight was 94.4. But remember, I said their net rating was only plus 2.8. So think if you could do the math, they were not, they're not very good offensively without Steph Curry on the floor. So I think that's kind of been their problem. They're going to be a really sound defensive team. But it's the same as last year, right? Like if Curry's not playing, they are going to struggle to find offense. And that's why Jordan Poole, I think, was such a popular candidate, right, for sixth man of the year, for most approved player of the year. If he's going to be able to come in and fill that faux scoring role and that faux Curry role, then they're going to be great. But tonight was not the case, and that offense really scuffled along. So I think that's that's kind of the trend. I think that's why I've been, been trailing at the half because those benches get those second-quarter minutes, and I think that's what we've seen. But, again, when look, they're shorthanded. They're not too healthy. Clay Thompson's going to come back. So eventually it works itself out, I think. But early part of the season, yes, it's something to watch. So the Warriors are 4-0, the best record right now in the Western Conference. The Chicago Bulls are 4-0, the best record in the Eastern Conference. And based off what you've seen through these first four games, is this Bulls team for real? Uh, I don't think there's any way you can say anything legitimate right now for Chicago. And it's not to take anything away, right? Like you win and you cover against who's in front of you, but realize who they played. It's Detroit twice, it's the Pelicans, and it's the Raptors. And the Raptors are a, a competent team defensively, but are slowly becoming one of the worst half-court offenses in the NBA. So we're going to learn a lot about Chicago in the next few days. If you look at who the, the Bulls have coming up on mm-hmm, their schedule, mm-hmm. uh, oh boy, we're going to learn pretty quickly who the Chicago Bulls have. So they have the New York next year next, coming up next. Uh, that's on the 28th, two days from now. And then listen to this schedule going forward. After you take on the Knicks, you get the Chaz, the Celtics, the 76ers twice, the Nets, the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Nuggets, the Knicks again. So uh, I think this next two weeks, we're really going to find out who the Chicago Bulls team are. But I think they're a sound team. They're going to be a playoff team. I just think we don't really know much given the quality of competition. Well, speaking of maybe a team that we don't know much about, you mentioned the Knicks. They beat up on the Sixers. I don't know much about the Sixers right now, JVT. Can you figure this team out? Uh, Look, they beat two bad teams. They lose to two competent teams, obviously, in the Knicks and the Nets. The Ben Simmons thing is who knows when that's going to be, if it's going to be resolved. I I just don't know who this team is right now. Yeah, I think that's fair, right? And I think like days like today, too, don't really help that cause. It's not even just losing. Like today, if you watch the 76ers closely on a year-to-year basis, Joel Embiid has these games every once in a while where it's like, ah, you know what? I'm seven feet tall and 600 pounds, but I just don't feel like getting into the paint. And today he had one, he had one attempt today in the paint, one. And, you know, he only drew, he drew a couple of trips to the free throw line of it. He got to, I think it was 11 trips to the free throw line and all, but like, it, it's just not imposing his will. It's just floating along on the perimeter. It's putting on mid-range shots. And so you get these weird contests, and then sure enough, you lose 112 to 99 today because Embiid's just not really into it. So, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I think they're a sound team defensively. I think it shows in some of their metrics. You know, outside of today, they were giving up just 33% to opposing shooters. They were tied for first in rate of tightly contested three-point shots. But again, if we're going to use the same caveat we did with this Bulls, you know, you got to look at who they beat, and you, you hit it right on the head, right? They lose that game to the Nets. You get wins over Oklahoma City and New Orleans. So uh, the jury's still out on what they are. But it sounds like they're mending fences with Ben Simmons. They've made it a point to mo- mention it multiple times that he's still part of this team. And beat the other day, I don't know if you caught it, talking to the crowd, saying that Simmons is still part of the team. So I would expect within the next month that Simmons is going to come back and they're going to get closer to the team that they were last year. Taking a look at the board on Wednesday, is there a game that you've circled already? Yeah, so there's a couple. I, I do have one bet already. Uh, Cleveland and Los Angeles. I will take you to 547-548. It's a nightcap. 
So the Clippers are an eight-point favorite with a total of 217. And I'm going to – I bet this over 217. There's a 217 and a half, I think, out there. But it's just floating around 217. And here's the thing. Uh, you know, the Clippers are a transition team. They're up and down the floor. They have a lot of possessions under their belt for the first three games. And they want to do that. They want to play a little bit more quick-paced. And the Cavaliers have quietly kind of been uh, pretty quick. Their pace so far, over 101 possessions per game through these first early part of the schedule. They've been quietly competent offensively. Uh, I think this total is just a little too low between two teams that are a little bit better offensively than the market's giving them credit for. And the Clippers, too, by the way, uh, are struggling a little bit on the defensive end. You know, they shut down. The Portland Trailblazers, Paul George had eight steals yesterday, but that's just one game. To the first two, they've been pretty poor, and the Cavaliers have still been pretty poor defensively. So I think this is a higher scoring game than the market has right now. So I bet over 217, and that's the game that I got in pocket right now. Uh, are we still going to pick on the Pelicans? The Hawks are laying six on the road on Wednesday. You know, it seems like I, I think it's a pretty solid spot to go against them, right? They get that win over Minnesota, a little bit of a revenge spot. Mm -hmm. They played the Timberwolves in consecutive games, have lost to them on Saturday, failed to cover, depending on the number that you got, and then went out right on Monday. And this Hawks team is looking for a little bit of a, a bounce back, right? You, when you lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers like that, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You want to improve as you go forward. So I think the spot is much better for Atlanta. I think they're very good. I think this Cavs team is a little bit better. Uh, overall, so it's not insanely surprising to see them win games like against the Hawks and against the Nuggets. So it, for me, it would be Atlanta or pass for sure. What are you working on for Point Spread Weekly this week? So uh, submitted, I wrote in the NFL, we do our things to learn. Uh, one of the things that I have learned is that the uh, market needs to respect the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Uh, you know, I think if you, it's funny, if I were to tell you there's a team that has the fourth best quarterback statistically in the National Football League and the fifth best defense in terms of EPA and other statistical categories in terms of advanced metrics, I think a lot of people would be intrigued by that team. And yet they're 30 to 1 to win the NFC. They're a two and a half point underdog at home. The Vikings, very undervalued. And then uh, we started writing, we, it's just me and my 10 fingers. Uh, we, um, I got a uh, NBA betting report weekly that's going to be in point spread weekly. So just going over the week, how favorites did, home favorites. Uh, overs and unders, and then three topics to take into the next week as we look forward. So this week it was Chicago, it was Denver, and it was the Los Angeles Lakers. Ah, I absolutely love it. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. You catch him hosting on The Edge, and uh, you got the podcast as well. You got a live stream coming up this week? Yeah, so we're going to start messing around. So tomorrow is Wednesday. It's not the actual podcast, but we're going to do a live stream before the tip-off of the full slate of games. So you can look for that to go live at about, uh, say, 3.30 Pacific time awesome. uh, before tip-off of the games. And then the actual podcast, Thursday mornings, 10 a.m. Pacific time, streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, JVT, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Hey, thanks for having me, man. There he is. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, host of The Edge, Monday through Fridays here on VSIN. You read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly. And yes, the Hardwood Handicappers podcast and the live stream, which you absolutely want to catch as well. Uh, yeah, I think those spots, I wrote them down. Hawks minus six is something that I was going to play on. And he likes the over in that Clippers game at 217. So we'll circle those spots, touch on them again coming up a little later on. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. 
There are city casts in Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now Denver. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. The look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, an interesting rumor or story came out today in the NFL on Tuesday. And <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. It's something that obviously we were all aware of it. And it's something that we've been, you know, kind of saying all along here. But the Houston Chronicle, well, John McLean of the Houston Chronicle, John's a great guy. I've interviewed him tons of times. Uh, he reported that the trade, there has been a, a trade agreed upon between the Dolphins and the Texans. And Dolphins owner Stephen Ross has even approved the trade. So the parameters are done. And the trade is going to be completed only, though, uh, with one holdup. The Dolphins want Watson's legal issues resolved. And they also, they, well, I don't know if the legal issues are going to get resolved, but they at least want to know from Roger Goodell if Watson is going to be suspended and if so, for how long. Roger Goodell on Tuesday was asked about this during a press conference. The NFL had an owner's meeting in New York, and Goodell said that the league does not have access to the same information as the Houston police, and he does not want the NFL to interfere in their investigation. He said the league doesn't feel like it has necessary information to place Watson on the commissioner's exempt list right now. And... If that is the case, and that's what Roger Goodell's saying, then if Miami completes this trade, Watson can play. If he's not going to be suspended by the NFL, and the only thing that's pending is the, the, the lawsuits, well, he could play. And is that something that the Dolphins want to do? or any other team wants to do, it's a question they're going to have to ask themselves. But the report that came out on Tuesday was that the parameters of a trade, the compensation, uh, everything between the Texans and Dolphins has been agreed upon. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross has approved the trade, but they wanted to find out what is going to be the punishment from the NFL, if there is any. And all that we know is that Goodell on Tuesday said, as of right now, we don't have enough information, so he's not suspended. That's what's happening right now. The trade deadline is November 2nd. And um, Watson could settle the civil suits that are against him, and that would kind of put the issues, resolve them, and... The Dolphins would be happy about that. But Watson doesn't want to settle any civil issues because he thinks that that would be an admission of guilt. And he has maintained his innocence throughout this entire process. So 
The deadline is November 2nd. Don't know if it's going to go down, but I think it's an interesting story worth noting because it certainly is going to affect the way that we look at the Miami Dolphins if Deshaun Watson is playing quarterback for them. You're going to have to elevate the Miami Dolphins. Not saying that they're a playoff team. Not right now, at least. Uh, the Dolphins are still 1-6, in six, but it definitely boosts them up with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Uh, currently, the Miami Dolphins, if you're looking at their regular season wins, it is sitting at regular season wins for the Miami Dolphins, five and a half. Five and a half wins, and the over is minus 125. The Dolphins' remaining schedule at the Buffalo Bills, home against the Texans. And how ironic would that be if Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins when they play the Houston Texans? Anyway, and then they are home against the Ravens, at the Jets, home against the Panthers, home against the Giants and the Jets, then at the Saints, at the Titans, home against the Patriots. Can they get five more wins on their schedule to hit the over five and a half? I absolutely think they can because I think you can pencil them in for, let's say, one win over the Jets out of two games. If you get swept by the Jets, just go run and hide somewhere, right? If you get swept by the Jets. They should split. Then you play against the Texans, and honestly, you're at home. I give you the advantage, especially if Deshaun Watson's your quarterback, but even if not, you would have to assume that it's going to be Tyrod Taylor at quarterback for the Texans, so that makes them better, but Miami will still be favored in that game at home. So that's a possible win. Home against the Giants, they should win. Home against the Panthers, and who knows what the Panthers quarter? Maybe Deshaun Watson's quarterback of the Panthers by the time that happens. Uh, because right now, Panthers are not a good football team. So those are three wins, four wins possibly right there. And if they can steal one more win, and maybe it's home at the end of the season against the Patriots, that would be the way to do it. Uh, Miami always seems to beat the Patriots in Miami. It's just one of those uh, weird phenomena that, you know, when they play the Patriots at home, you know, they have this incredible record of of beating them at home. Um, you know, last year they didn't. The year before that they did. Uh, year before that, I believe they did as well. So there's this, they always play New England well. In Miami, and maybe that happens the last game of the season. You know, Patriots coming out of the cold and the snow, and they go down to Miami where it's hot and it's beautiful, and there's a little bit of a lack of focus on football and more of an attention paid to South Beach and a mini vacation out of the cold New England weather, and uh, the Dolphins beat them. So that could happen at the end of the season and that gets Miami to six wins and they finish the year um, 
uh, uh, with six wins, and it goes over the five and a half. Congratulations to the Miami Dolphins. But that would be the way that they get that done. So worth monitoring the situation with the Dolphins. And if they get to Sean Watson, it certainly makes them a better team. We can kind of scrap that. I think they're going to get more wins if they have Deshaun Watson at quarterback over to Otunga Bailoa. As far as their against-the-spread record so far this season, Miami is 2-5 and five against the spread this season. 2-5 and five against the spread this season in uh, all of their games. At home, Miami is 0-3 against the spread. So that's pretty interesting that they are 2-5 uh, and five overall. 0 and 3 at home. As far as your entire NFL ATS report, the Dallas Cowboys 6 and 0, they're perfect against the spread. Arizona is 6 and 1, Green Bay is 6 and 1. Tennessee and Indianapolis are 5 and 2 against the spread. You have the Chargers and Buffalo at 4 and 2 against the spread, and then Seattle, Vegas, the Rams, the Lions, the winless Lions, Cleveland and Cincinnati, 4-3 and three against the spread. The worst teams ATS this year, San Francisco, the Jets, and Washington are 1-5, and 1-5, and, and Washington is 1-6 and six against the spread this year. The worst home records, and this is crazy because... You know, the trends have shown that road teams have done well so far this NFL season. But the Saints, Jaguars, Chiefs, Falcons, Dolphins, uh, 49ers, and Washington are all over at home against the spread, with Washington being the worst at 0-4 against the spread at home. Interesting numbers there. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. As we inch closer and closer to the college football weekend, we're going to start to break down some of the biggest games on the card. And we'll start with the biggest one in the Big Ten coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and 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 to at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.